I typically start my episodes defining the big word or topic of the episode. However, this week I wasn't quite sure how to do that. Please note that I'll be talking about potentially triggering topics revolving emotional and mental abuse in relationships and in the workplace. So if you have experienced anything like that in your past to which you may feel like this episode might be triggering, please proceed with caution. I will also be defining and outlining behaviors of abuse so that additionally might cause more triggers. So please, please, please proceed with caution. What's cooking good looking? I'm your host and empowerment coach, Sandra Gerges. This is Mind the Matter. All right, friends, this week's topic is dense. It is probably one of the densest topics I've yet to cover on my podcast. Um, And it's meant to serve more of an educational purpose and a wake up call. Full disclosure, I'm by no means a licensed therapist or professional. So if you or someone you know is struggling with anything I'm about to share, please seek help from a licensed professional. To be honest, I've wanted to talk about this for a while, but I've been really nervous to do a full episode. Um, I myself have been a victim and I have struggled with this and being Egyptian and part of that community, um, along with other communities, it's not just strictly to Egyptian, but a lot of the Arab, more patriarchal revolving communities. I know many, many people and not just women who have been or are in the same boat that I have. Luckily, I'm out of the situation, so everything is great, but um, this is a heavy topic and it does carry a lot of burden with it. And in case you haven't figured it out yet, I'm talking about the cycle of abuse. While physical abuse is no small thing, I'm actually going to be focused more on mental and emotional abuse because I feel like these are much harder to spot and therefore they're much harder to break free from, um, in my personal opinion. But what I'm going to do here is I'm going to define mental and emotional abuse, and then we're going to dive a little deeper into what the signs are, potential motives, and how to spot it if you or someone you love might be in such a situation. So mental abuse is defined as the use of psychological means to make one question their sanity, undermine their self-esteem and reality, Um, And really, all in all, it just makes someone feel shit about themselves. It's literally manipulating someone into feeling like crap about themselves. The term now most commonly attached to mental abuse or this um, definition really is gaslighting. And I have a whole other episode on gaslighting. So in case you don't know what that is or you need a refresher, um, I highly recommend you go check that out. I dive into much more detail over there. And the bottom line goal behind mental abuse really is to create this distorted sense of reality that then enables the abuser to have more control over their victim. And I will hash that out a little more a little later after I define emotional abuse because they do go hand in hand, um, whether it be in relationships, family, partnerships, work, whatever, like both of it's really hard to find mental abuse without emotional and emotional without mental so what is emotional abuse 
Emotional abuse plays on the core idea of mental abuse, which is the distortion of someone's reality. And it's done through belittling, insulting, yelling, putting down, and other forms of verbal abuse or non-physical tactics to make the victim feel inferior, ashamed, downgraded, or even sometimes threatened. So the biggest component and the biggest factor for these forms of abuse that often allows them to go unnoticed for a while is the fact that they are non-physical. They utilize non-physical tactics. There are no marks on the person's body. Um, also, they don't start off as abuse. They don't, these relationships typically don't come out as abusive right off the bat. Think about it. If someone just off the bat didn't treat you well, you're most likely going to be like, peace out, Girl Scout. I'm not sticking around. But if someone starts out great, um, and a term associated with that is often love bombing. So if someone's starting off just love bombing you with gifts, with affection, with words of affirmation, with everything, and like almost in an overwhelming manner, you're going to paint this idea of them and you're going to have this mental image of them that they're amazing, that they're a perfect person. Um, and so well before the abuse begins, you have already made this mental image of a person. And we as humans paint mental images. And I talked about that in my previous episode, um, my last week's episode, but there's nothing wrong with painting mental images. That is perception. That is perspective. That's how I can adore someone to death and you can hate that same person, right? So our brain does this to formulate a more cohesive understanding of reality. And so if the abuser starts off nice, lovey-dovey, everything is flowers and butterflies, you will paint the picture of them in that sense. And so when the abuse begins, one, it's going to begin in a very slow process. So it's not going to go zero to 100, at least not in most cases. But also it's going to begin after you've already created this sense of identity to that person and you've painted that individual in a much better light and so it makes it really hard to see and to spot the toxic behavior and it makes it really hard to be able to distinguish between having an off day for that person and a cycle of abuse right you find yourself jumping to their defense or validating their actions if they do this one thing or they lash out or whatever and so it blurs that line between is this just an off day because we all have them let's be honest i go crazy and i yell sometimes and i'm like i'm so sorry that's not how it should have been i'm just bad day or is it truly a cycle of abuse that is consistent of abuse and then this i'm sorry i love you so what does abuse look like like i mentioned earlier first thing you need to know is it sneaks up on you most abusers don't show their true color until three months, six months, maybe even a year into the relationship, and they begin small. So they might start by telling you, you look fat in something, and they suggest you wear something else um, to make you look amazing. So you take it as, oh, well, they just want me to look great, but like, mm, right? They might start by offering to take you out during your lunch break at work, and that's like a coworker, but then slowly begin to talk to you about how you're not truly fitting for the job and how there are so many others that are better and smarter and X, Y, and Z, 
right? So then that shirt, that statement that that shirt doesn't look good becomes, I really like the style of X, Y, and Z, and you should wear that from now on. So now it's no longer about just a shirt or an article of clothing. We're now stepping it up into attempting to change someone's entire style to fit the needs of this abuser or to fit the likes of this abuser. Then this also escalates into intruding on your friendships and relationships and slowly beginning to isolate you from them, especially those that care about you and those that might pose a threat to the abuser. So constantly pampering with you stuff or love bombing you, then turning around and commenting about how you need to take better care of yourself. If you're noticing a pattern here, it's it's this lifting up and dropping. It's this build up and breakdown of the victim. So the shirt doesn't look good, but I'm gonna offer you an alternative. I don't like X, Y, and Z, but you should hang out with me. I take care of you, I get you to do X, Y, and Z, and now when you don't do it, you're not taking care of yourself. So you need to be on top of it, you need to do it. So it's, I'm gonna break you down, but I'm also gonna be the same exact person that lifts you up when I break you down. So then it goes from, this makes your body look fat or whatever to, I'm attracted to this body type and you need to fit this image or else I'm gonna find someone else. So now this lifting up and breaking down has spun into adding threats. And these threats are threats of potentially losing something that you need. So in which case, a partner or a job or an X, Y, and Z. And it's not like you're not doing your job at work. So they're saying, hey, listen, pick up the slack or else we're going to have to get rid of you. No, this is literally like a threat based around something that it shouldn't be based around. Like telling someone you're body is not what I'm attracted to after you've been with that individual for quite a while and really nothing's changed about them or even if something's changed about them. But then going that extra step and saying, here is the body image or here is the image that you need to fit into or else. So from, I don't know how I feel about your best friend to she's crazy and it's, you either keep me or your best friend. I hope you see like those alternatives and they're present in so many different situations. I just use body image because I feel like that's one of the most common ones used. Um, additionally, friendships because friendships are powerful. Um, and so abusers typically will do their best to attack your body image because a lot of us, including myself, already have issues with body image given society, but also attacking your friends because that is the only part that causes a threat to him that's an outside source, right? So your friends are going to straight up tell you, dude, like, cut it out, quit the job, your boss is toxic, your partner is X, Y, and Z. Um, and that poses a threat for the abuser, and it takes away from their ability to control you, which is their whole motive behind the mental and emotional abuse. So you find yourself in situations where ultimatums are now being placed on the tables. And they're ultimatums that are served to isolate you from those around you, from those that might have warned you about the person or the situation, and ultimatums that revolve around controlling your choices. These ultimatums 
ultimately do result in threatening situation, right? Now that's different from someone telling you that there's an issue that you guys need to try and compromise and address. So they're uncomfortable with you speaking to them in whatever manner and they want to set a boundary with you. There's a difference between a boundary and an ultimatum, right? And one comes from a sense of isolated control where the abuser's sole desire is to create this insane sense of dependency on them, making the victim believe that they can't survive or grow or accomplish anything without them, making them feel like their value and their worth is tied to the abuser. And the other one revolves around setting boundaries in a loving manner. So if I come to you and I tell you, I don't like when you do this, and if it doesn't change, I'm going to have to cut you out. It's not that I'm serving you a toxic ultimatum, but I'm posing something that is of a large effect on our relationship. And I'm sharing with you what needs to change in order for us to be able to preserve and cultivate a healthy and loving relationship. Now, this makes it so hard to break free from, right? So this cycle has three main things that contribute to how hard it is to break free from it. First one is the fact that the abuser did not start off that way. Like I mentioned earlier, they started off love bombing. They started off showering you with gifts, support, everything you needed. And so you've already painted this picture perfect person in your mind. You've painted this individual who's so amazing because they've showed you they can be. And so your mind so desperately wants to hold on to hope. So your first struggle here is overcoming this picture and overcoming the sense of hope and realizing that this this is no longer the person even if it used to be here is your reality it's snapping out of this picture that you painted and paying attention to reality the second one being the i'm sorry i love yous the sense of quote-unquote guilt that they might be able to project when apologizing for hurting you so i don't know if you guys have seen um taylor swift's music video that like came out where he like yells at her and then he apologizes and like hugs her right away. That's exactly it. It's like, I'm going to abuse you, but then I'm going to run to you and say, I'm sorry, I love you. And again, because of this picture you painted and because you love this person, you want to forgive them. You want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but then you keep giving them the benefit of the doubt. And so the problem here is that it's repetitive. It's not a one-time thing. It's a repeated action time and time again. And it's the same action in the same situation. So there's not even different variables that might attribute to, I guess, excusing or being able to forgive that behavior, which then leads me to my third point, addiction. These cycles of lifting you up and then breaking you down play on your reward pathway in your brain. They play on your dopamine receptors, which is actually very similar to how other addictions roll about in your brain gambling, drinking, any other form of addictions, they they play on your reward system. And so the abuser here single-handedly has not only destroyed your sense of reality, but they've created this attachment that's a lot stronger than a typical codependency-like relationship. They have literally made you addicted to their cycles of abuse, which makes it so hard to break free out of. We all know 
addiction is hard. We all know the rates of relapse in addiction are insane. And so in relationships and in abusive relationships, it's literally the same thing. And the third point specifically, so this addiction factor is why most victims struggle to leave mental and emotional abusive relationships, right? There's no direct bodily harms, although sometimes it might scale up to this, but really there are no visible markings of abuse, which allows them more room almost to make excuses. The fact that mental and emotional abuse does not leave a scar on your body often enables people to create more excuses. So signs to typically look for um, in such situations would be isolation. Isolation is the biggest thing. So is that person or are you isolating from your friends and family for that person? right? Sometimes we lose touch. Sometimes we're isolating for personal reasons, which are also not probably the healthiest, but are you isolating for that person? Is that person honoring time with your friends and family, or are they continuously intruding on that? Is there a change of manner in communication? Did you go from all of a sudden being so open to completely shut off? Did you go from communicating with your best friend every day to maybe barely talking to them and becomes like a Christmas, New Year's, happy holidays, happy birthday kind of relationship, right? Are there sudden changes in looks that might not align with the person's personality or past self or past history? Some of us are crazy. I'm crazy. I love to change my hair color every two seconds. I love to change my hair. I play around with my style all the time, but my friends know that, right? So that's different from me getting into a relationship and all of a sudden I'm dressing a lot more feminine and makeup every day. I've lived for the past almost 24 years of my life, rarely putting on makeup. And when I do, it's like a tedious act, right? And so am I going from that to makeup every day just to please the person I'm with or just to please my boss or just to please X, Y, and Z? Are there sudden decline? Are there sudden declines in self-esteem? So, does that person suddenly no longer see themselves for what they're worth? Are they now all of a sudden complaining about their body or their intelligence or their success when they didn't used to before? Right? It's it's these these shifts. You really want to focus on the shifts. Are they dropping their career? Are they losing interest? Are they dropping passions and things that they used to love doing for this person? Are they losing their sense of independency and personality? Are they the type of person that now everywhere they go where everything revolves around their partner or their work or their job or that family member? All of these are signs that there might be something bigger going on. So if you do notice these signs, start, start a conversation with that person. Hey, I just wanted to check in. I noticed X, Y, and Z is something going on create this space, create this open line of communication to allow that person to lean on you because there might, they might not have anyone else to lean on. Um, so this was a very heavy, heavy topic. Um, and I definitely did brush a over a lot of things. Um, please do let me know if you want more details or anything else. Um, if you have any specific questions, um, if you or someone you love might be struggling with mental or emotional abuse, please, 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 please reach out for help. You can text a crisis counselor 24-7.
Um, and this is completely free at no cost to you by texting HOME, that's H-O-M-E, to 741-741. Again, this is a 24-7 crisis hotline, completely free to you. I will also be linking a couple of other resources in the show notes, and just know you're not alone. Um, And if you think you're in such a situation, please do reach out to a therapist or a counselor. Um, They always have plans, and they can create with you a plan on how to get out or remove yourself from that situation. Um, Please be aware of these. It's becoming more and more common that people are aware of it, but a lot of people are still unaware of mental and emotional abuse, especially in familial settings and in the workplace. A lot of highlight has been shown around like emotional and mental abuse in relationships, which is still important. But what I'm trying to get across is these things might do might be occurring in situations such as family, friendships, and even in workplace settings. So please keep an eye out, be there for each other, be kind, be loving, and seek the help you need. Till next week, stay empowered.